Welcome everyone to a, another episode of the Trip to Reality podcast. I'm your host Pariah. Today is a continuation of the uh, previous episode which tackled uh, perceptions, principle and truth. I'm back with Cash for another episode and um, today we're going to recap what we discussed in the last episode. So Cash, how are you feeling today? Hey bro, I'm feeling good man. Just want to spliff, so I'm kind of stoned, so should be interesting. <laughs> How are yeah, you feeling? Yeah, yeah, this should be very interesting. Um, I'm feeling all right. Um, we had a very good workout early in the morning, out in the sun. Yeah, that yeah, was some, great, that was great. Yeah, some vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, feeling good. Uh, so, last episode, we talked about quite a lot. I mean, we could have continued for hours, but we were just sort of running out of time. So, we thought we'd do another episode of like a continuation of some of the things we were discussing, um, but from like uh, different angles with a few things changed as well. So to do a quick recap of what we discussed last episode, we discussed things like having multiple perspectives on the same issue, the dangers of the ego, how do we know what we really want out of life, the concept of inner strength and preparing well for adversity. We discussed the butterfly effect, so how one, uh, event can cause uh, massive changes and then another event or a time or place through a series of non-linear like chains of reaction or whatever we talked about perception in relation to uh, experience having different perceptions and then we move into um, what cash brought up um, from the about the 12 laws of the universe uh, we managed to get through six of those last time and uh, some of the ones we discussed were like divine oneness, that everything is one, the energy and vibration, the law of action based on thoughts, dreams and emotions, uh, the law of correspondence, um, the cause and effect, actions and reactions. We talked about compensation. And so I kind of walked out of that episode and I was feeling like quite interested to hear what the rest of them would be as well. Because mm -hmm. it's sort of all types of different stuff that link in with each other in a list and they kind of feed off each other and yeah i just we're gonna go through the second uh six laws and uh let's go through them number seven right so number seven is the law of attraction mm, interesting this law introduces things people or events into our lives by our actions thoughts or emotions all these thoughts are energies that we use to attract more energy by producing positive energy will attract other positive energy. The law brings people with similar interests together. Mm. What do you think about that? I've What's heard on that? this one I've heard about before. I know like the law of attraction is obviously famous it's a lot in a lot of self-help um, books and videos and etc. Mm. It's everywhere these days, isn't it? Yeah, but I've not actually th thought about it or analysed it properly to see or like to do some research on it like not necessarily because the scientific method is the only way of finding things out, but just to get like a deeper understanding of it, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it, I think it's, it's definitely, you do see it, you do see it with your, whether it's your own life or with others, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you do see it, but is it like an actual law? Is it actual it, law? Yeah. Yeah. Like does this always work? Does like it always for, apply to like, Let me tell you, let me give you an example. <coughs> let me give you an example, quick example. Yeah. Go on. Let's say there's like a hungry impoverished man living in a very destitute and and poor country yeah of course yeah, yeah now that environment yeah is a is, is not conducive to obviously success and things like that yeah of course and the, and the odds which are which are already you know a certain number for that people living in the west for example or high income countries the odds are one thing the odds are now worse mm -hmm. in these kind of countries even more so there's more layers stacked against you it's more difficult for you to actually to make a change in your life because no, the environment 100%. is so destructive and but so anti-success, do you know what I mean? anti-progressive, so, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. so in, in that, a sense, in that in kind a sense. of environment, if someone wanted to be, change that situation and I told them, well, the way to change your situation and actually improve your life, mm. despite these uh, negative and un unfavorable co um, conditions that you're surrounded by, you live in, mm. just use the law of attraction, yeah, and think these uh, thoughts and attract this energy into your life and 
made you will make a change. It starts with your thoughts, and uh, do you get what I mean? So hundred percent. I don't think I think it will help <coughs> you more in the West. I think it depends on where you are. That's that's another law of the universe. It's very interesting you said that because I was going to bring that up in my next point. The law of relativity in the West. What what we call wealth is relative to our environment. Like in the West, to be wealthy, you need a fucking massive house that's way too big for you. You need more food than you can eat. We judge wealth by having more money than you need. You understand? So it's relative. Someone living in, living in an impoverished area, let's say someone living in a war-torn country or someone living in a country where, <clears throat> where people go hungry on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah? In that environment, that economy, econo- that that economy, yeah, wealth is relative. It's different. If you can manage to get up every day, survive, eat, manage to have a shelter, somewhere warm to sleep, somewhere to wash your body, in that environment, that's success. That person is successful. Yeah, exactly. Understand? No, and no, you no, can man- right. and you can manifest that sort of life with the law of attraction because by you being positive and you taking action every single day having a plan working towards yeah, it yeah that is that person is successful i understand that but what i'm trying to explain to you what i'm sort of trying to say is that man he might want more than that yeah but just thinking about him wanting more than that and employing the law of attraction is not going to be like even even what you just said there yeah, about he just needs a place to sleep and he needs food every day consistently to stay warm etc that's, that's all his needs but met. even that is difficult to find or to achieve and the law of attraction is not going to help in that situation in that environment all right cool do you understand what i mean it's let's, possible and if it does happen yeah you can't say it's just because i had the law of attraction let's there. make this more personal yeah okay let's make it more personal okay um can you think of a time in your life where you really wanted something and you had to create a plan? You had to do a bit of research. You had to really want it before you got it. And then when you did get it, like what 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 do you call that? How did that happen? How did this occur? Let me answer What's your the question. causation of this? Let me answer your question. Didn't you first had to attract it? First, have to think about it, create positive thoughts. First, look at it, research it, get this idea imprinted in your brain, get it, make it a part of your subconscious, a part of your reality. And then you went out there and you received it. You received it. Couldn't you call that the law of attraction? Didn't you attract what you wanted through manifestation? I do, I do. And I definitely think that that plays a role because you have to bring your whole mind frame and lifestyle around certain things that you want. Mm-hmm. And they are, again, going to increase your odds. Increase your odds, But does yeah. not guarantee it. So I've had times in my life where I've both failed and I've, I've uh, achieved. Mm-hmm. And even though I employed these same law of attraction sort yeah. of practices, yeah. it still was failure. Well, hear this now, hear this you now. Understand? You can't judge failure by missing the first step. You understand? You ha- you've put a time, you've put a time on this success and you believed in your reality just because you tried once, it should have worked out straight away. Maybe you've got to try a hundred times and then on your hundred hundred and first time, that's when it worked out. So it's relative once again. It's relative to time. It's also relative to the human being. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that has a goal, yeah, if you work towards it, you will eventually get there it might take you 10 years. It might take you five. It might take you 15. But as long as you're progressively working towards that goal, you should arrive. Unless death do your part, you should arrive. Okay, okay. But now we just said something, yeah? Mm. That the law of attraction differs or or changes yeah. based on time. Yeah. And based on location, hundred percent. Okay, guess why? So, so that means it's too situation specific. So we can't call it a law. Hear this now. Hear this now. Because they're yeah, all, go on, go on. there's more than one law. They all play hand in hand. You can't just think about one and forget the rest. 
they all play hand in hand. When you're building a car, you can't just think about gravity and not think about I'm the force the, uh, momentum. No, so they all work hand in hand. They all work together collectively. No, no, no. But but, but listen, they, but they've been put into a list as well. So we can analyze them at the individual level and at the collective level. It's yeah, not just we, the collective level that defines it. But we also have to remember they work together. A car, it's got a, a fucking 100,000 pieces. We can also break it apart and analyze each piece, but each piece doesn't really make sense when you're looking at individually, but collectively works as a car. That's how the laws of the universe works. Same as the laws of anything else. You understand? If okay. you had one law okay. for murder, yeah. it, it wouldn't work. We need different categories of murder. We need diff- different categories of things. You understand? We can always break it apart, but ultimately they work best together. So same thing with the laws of the universe. They work best together. We've broken it down, analysed it, but regardless, they work together. Yeah, they 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 work together. Yeah, but the law of attraction works yeah. in different ways in different situations. Yeah, in correspondence so, yeah. to the rest of the laws. Oh, in 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 sort of like a they're like an harmony. They're in a yeah. union. That's it. In a union, they understood together. Because remember, yeah. the first the first law is everything's one. So you, these laws we've broken it down because the human brain we like to compartment compartment. What's the word? Like to put things in compartments. Co- compartmentalize. Yes, we like to cop. We like to. <laughs> we like to go on. Compartmentalize. We like to compartmentalize things. Yeah. Oh, and, and the word mentalize is in yeah, there as well. We put it in compartments in the mental. Compartmentalize. I like the way you looked at that. Yeah, yeah I never thought of that. That's, that one. that's that's really what it is. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Once we do that, it helps us to understand things. By understanding each law, we can see how they work together. Yeah. But def- ultimately, sorry, but ultimately, yeah, this it's one massive law separated into so two pieces. So what's the point of going through it, through, through it one by one? Because it's important to know the components of, us, of what makes up a mechanism. Yeah, and in this situation, I was attempting to understand the components by asking individual questions That's about it. each law. That's it. And ultimately, that brought you to the conclusion that they all work together. Is that the way the human brain yeah, works? Yeah, but, but man's got the conclusion. But mm. right now, I still need to go through all of the other laws. 100%. So what's the point of going through them if I've already got the picture, so to speak? Because we can zoom into the picture and get a better understanding, more detail. Just for the, just for our own intellectual stimulation, amusement. Exactly. Just like, you get me? I like can do leisure. 10 reps, but let me do 15. <laughs> yeah, get, we'll get yeah, more games yeah yeah definitely definitely when 100% you, we like to dissect and there's a benefit to that that dissection there's not like you Bro, can't be it's like, a it's gift a of the human brain to simplify things yeah, yeah. to simplify and analyse is a gift of the human brain mm. I feel like it's one of our most important faculties mm. let's say uh, back in our ancestral time ancestral periods where we were walking around living in caves and whatever it's a very important to have the skill of analysing and compartmentalising things. You look around, you see danger. Okay, cool, that's danger. I'm going to put that in my danger category. Yeah, but animals do that as well. Of course animals do it. It's almost a universal a universal gift, I would say. It's called a universal gift. In terms of conscious beings, I would say, well, I don't think plants co- no, compartmentalise things. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, by you, by, because you use danger, but danger is like a, a primordial impulse that you have. Mm. That applies to many different um, types of creatures and beings. Yeah, of course. So, but but you but like we're talking specifically about human thinking now and the level and the way in which humans think. Yeah, of course, and analyze and that stuff. That's what's really and that's important. That's more than danger. Yeah, that's it's more than danger. That's, that's more specific. That's like, for example, what we've analyzing a problem and finding a solution. Yeah, of course. It's like telling the difference between two different trees. Hundred percent. It's like telling the difference between how you are now and how you were in the past through your memories. Yeah. which can also be compartmentalised. Yeah, of course. I'm just showing you how we've developed the muscle of comp- of compartmentalising. We've, 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 we've used the faculty of analysing and simplifying so much that this muscle has evolved. It's evolved way past, yeah. surpassed other yes. animals, other creatures. In yeah, the beginning, the- we had it very simple. It's very basic, danger. And then from danger, that's a big category. We've subcategorized that into, okay, less dangerous and more dangerous and in those categories we've put different animals different creatures different plants and then from there we've got different cat do you know what i mean we've categorized it to the t and as time goes by we categorize more and more, wait, 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 more, wait. And more. we've categorized it to the atom to the atom 
literally we've simplified everything down to a smallest understandable particle Level in physics at in least. physics yeah 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 it's what the human brain does it's one of our biggest gifts yeah so and that's the reason why we can understand a bigger picture bro right? bro that's crazy because that ability yeah to analyze has produced so much fruit bro. so to speak for example something there yeah, people might say oh this is basic understanding or knowledge what do you mean this is not really a demonstration of how great and powerful uh this analyzation and, and compartmentalization is mm. but the sun for example yeah yeah how many years were humans on this planet mm. having different conceptions of the sun and mm. not really understanding it. it's just like this bright yellow thing in the sky yeah yeah and it gives you heat and it waters the like sorry it helps to uh, grow the plants and that's but now we've reached a level where we can break down and compartmentalize the sun mm. down to its atom level. Mm. We understand the degree Celsius the yeah. sun, the <laughs> on the surface on the surface of the sun. Literally, we understand the distance between the uh, the sun and the earth. Trust we me, we understand that the earth goes around the sun, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So it's like this knowledge when you really utilize it, when you really take it far, mm -hmm. as you say, it's just a. A, a powerful, wonderful mm -hmm. tool, bro. It's a wonderful tool. It's an absolute... I think it's one of our most useful tools for evolution. And that now makes me believe in the law of attraction, by the way. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Do you know what I mean? So it's crazy because when you look back at it, you'll actually realise that the human race is just one big organism. We're literally all connected. This is our story, the human story. Everything that we are today is because of what someone did. How many years ago? We can put any number we want on it. For example, Doesn't a human matter. being discovered fire. Now we've evolved it to the point where we've got a lighter. Yeah. Before, let's say it was a mat, it was a, a wood, a piece of flipping tree chopped up to start a fire. You can't bring that anywhere. Now we've made it into a pocket-sized lighter. Something you can press a button and a flame pops up. Imagine showing your ancestors that. What were they saying? Okay. They'd be like, what the fuck is Bro, that? How did we go from walking to being in a spaceship outside the earth, bro? Bro, we can't fly. The human body cannot jump higher than the what? The human body said, you know what? Oh, Two what feet off the ground? The human body said, what do you mean I can't fly? I'll show you how to fly. No, I made human, an airplane. The human mind said that. Sorry, the human mind. Yeah. The human mind yeah, that, said that, what? That, what? This that this, bird that flying? Flying? How? It gets not just how. Jealousy as well. Jealous, Why does envy. that bird envy? That bird gets to travel the sky, roaming around, just calm. I land on any tree I like and choose whatever. Go wherever I want, when I want. I want. Man, I'll cross the whole Atlantic in one day. How about that? How about that? Yeah. So huh? human being, of course, in his sheer brilliance and and power of analysis mm -hmm. says you know what i'm also going to fly i'll find the way i'll find a way i'll find the way and, and the way was down. found they broke it the down. Way was found i don't think bro things like this like it's so casual for us ride an airplane have a facetime conversation uh use credit cards and all, all of this convenience yeah if you're born into it if you're born into a technology you'll never appreciate unless you were born before the technology 100%. Or any invention or any something new that's in human... Uh, but you know, what's, you know what's crazy? What's even what's crazy is that um, <clears throat> whether you're born into it or not, yeah, <laughs> you can still appreciate it or not appreciate it. And people, yeah, we're so weird because we like comfortability. Like your parents, for example, even your grandparents, they can't understand the need for an iPhone. They can't see the need for it. Because they used to communicate in either face-to-face -face or literally just pressing yeah. the buttons and making a phone call. They have no need for Instagram. They have almost but no listen, need listen. for social media. Let's, let's put it this way, bro. The phone, yeah, has been useful in a lot of ways and harmful in a lot of ways. It has, been, it has brought some convenience and some things have become easier and you have like a wealth of information that you can tap into whereas before you had to go to a library and stack up like 15 books but you have to be responsible with the access to this wealth you of information. Be, you have to be extremely you to, responsible. You have to be very careful and selective of your attention because I, the phone is constantly demanding your attention bro through notifications, constantly. through addictive compulsive behaviours that repeat. Obviously they're addictive, they repeat but you know what I mean? Mm. So... The phone, the phone has definitely brought more harm than good. 
The reason why, bro, we were talking about this earlier with, with um, success and wealth, yeah? We don't need to have access to this much information. We don't need to have access to this much choice. The human brain, body doesn't require it. We've got a very simple mechanism. It's very simple, however, it's extremely advanced at the same time. Big contradiction why it is. It's a very simple mechanism. It doesn't need a lot. Um, when it comes to information, we think, or the average person might think, um, yeah, we read something and that's it. Or we might watch something and that's it. Your body and brain needs time to digest information. It works almost the same as eating a food, eating a, um, eating food. You have to digest it. It takes time. That's the reason why you learn something through repetition. You learn better through repetition because you need to go over the same piece of information over and over again to add it to your DNA, to add it to your understanding, add it to your perspective, add it to your view. Yeah. And these days we go through so much information, most of it is trapped. It's blocking our chakras, bro. It's blocking our flow of energy. Most of the information we go through and see and watch is just stuck in our subconscious in a queue waiting to go through the processing center. So it's like, it's not that beneficial as we think it is. Even though at the same time, it's a powerful piece of tech and it shows exactly how far the human race has come. Yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? No, but when we say how far the human being has come, we have to be specific here. And let's talk about how, let's talk about all inventions and all revolutions in human history that brought about so much now that we take for granted and don't really take the time to consider and appreciate. Yeah? For mm -hmm. example, what could you say? Like the car, for example, any mode of transportation, the internet, clothing, uh, medical needs, schooling education system like uh, there's there's a lot of things here yeah, that we've brought about that's useful and helpful to us because think about it, if these things weren't around they weren't yeah. discovered life would be a lot more brutal and difficult and harsh bro do you know what i really understand? believe like it'll be chaos bro there'll be there'll be chaos there will be probably more chaos but what i really believe is we have passed the point yeah of comfortability the human has invented enough things already to be comfortable. We've passed that point a long time ago. We have we have what's called basic needs. We have what's called basic needs. Um, I can't remember the psychologist that speaks about basic needs. I think it's a Maslow, Maslow pyramids of basic needs. Let me just oh, get yeah, up quickly. Yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Maslow's he... hierarchy of needs. That's the guy. So let me get the table up and I'll show you something, yeah? So Maslow hierarchy of needs is an idea in psychology proposed by American Abraham uh, Maslow in his 1943 uh, paper, A Theory of Human Motivation in the Journal of Psychological Reviews, yeah? So the pyramid, you got your psychological needs, yeah? That's like food, water, warmth, rest, etc. Safety needs, security, feeling safe. You have your belongings and love needs. So this is intimate relationships and friends. You have esteem needs, yeah, which is to f which is to uh, feel prestige and have a feeling of accomplishments. Then you have self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. Once those needs are met, psychologically speaking, a human being is content and happy. A human being is successful. Right, that sounds like a lot of needs, bro. It's a lot of needs. You said a human is simple, doesn't need much need. This is basic okay. stuff. This is a lot of needs compared to what? Compared to wanting to be at Instagram, wanting designer clothes, wanting this, wanting that, wanting junk food, wanting all these things, wanting all these extra things. It's a lot. It's not, it's not a lot compared to that, bro. Like, let's say, for example, talking about food, water, sleep, all that sort yeah, of stuff. That's yeah. basic. Or you're telling me all that. That's self, what, what about all that self-actualization stuff? And the one before that as well about accomplishment and all of this, you can argue that even those we don't really need. Nah, bro, we need those, bro. We need to be a part of a family, bro. No, no, not family. That we one's need, under. That need, one's under. Bro, we need that feeling, bro. Remember, as a human being, 
we are social creatures. We are part, we live in communities. We like to be a part of communities. In communities, we have social structures. Do you understand? We need to understand where we fit into our social structure. And most human beings, they want to be higher up on that ladder. This is an old system. It's a biological system. It's the status thing. It's a status Status thing. can be found in pretty much most animals. Like oh, it's as old as a lobster. Um, Jordan Patterson speaks about this. Um, yeah. He done an experiment on lobsters, yeah? They have almost the same... They have a... I can't remember what system it was, but it was similar to ours. It's just they got a status system, let's say, for example. And what happens is, yeah, these lobsters, they will fight for a territory and fight for the rat to breed and pass on the DNA, yeah? And what happens is, when a lobster wins a fight, a high amount of serotonin gets released in its brain and it will go out there and fight again. And the more it fights and the more it wins, the more serotonin gets released. That's a good way. Is that what you mean by the law of attraction? When a lobster loses now, we can apply it there as well. When a lobster loses, hear this now, hear this now. You heard it here first. Lobsters do law of attraction. attraction. Bro, so so law of the universe, my guy, is programmed within us. You understand? If you stop thinking about it, it's programmed within us. But yeah, back to the story. When a lobster loses now, yeah, serotonin gets released on a smaller quantity. Sometimes nothing gets released. And this lobster will find it hard to get up and go out there and fight again. And they did an experiment where the losing lobsters, they will inject it with serotonin. And that losing lobster will get up and go out there and fight again. However, when it wasn't injected with serotonin, it would just literally be extremely passive. It was very hard to get up and go out there to fight again. And the human brain has the same system. The more we succeed in life, the more we win, what happens is serotonin gets released. Serotonin is a happy hormone. So the more we're likely to go out there and do these things again, challenge ourselves again, push ourselves forward again, we're more likely. We're physiology, the physiology is set up like that. We're programmed like that. We're built like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like we need status, bro. The higher up in you the higher up the state status ladder you are. Nine times out of ten, the more serotonin release happens within your brain. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But what I'm trying to explain to you is, couldn't the human being function without those things? If we're defining needs as in need to live, you can still live even if you're a loser, bro. You can still live, bro, but that's not... But remember, the whole point of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is to reach self-actualization. That's the whole point of life. We're not just here to just live and just be out here doing jack shit with ourselves. We're here to create. We are creators, bro. As human beings, we've been given the gift to create. So we need to create. We can't just, what, live, what, just get up, sleep, eat, have sex and, what, fucking shit all day. Like, what's that, bro? Mentally, you're not going to feel good doing that. You're going to die. You're going to not live a good life, not live a long life. Yeah, yeah, I understand. understand. So these needs, they're not just, they're not just, like, needs that you think we need they're physical spiritual needs your soul has needs bro hence why in some religion or most religion you're prescribed to pray it's similar to meditation because that's pretty much the reason why any human being gets up and does anything yeah bro we're literally programmed to want to push forward otherwise what would they put in for life just be born and die Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. What be the God energy? Remember, yeah. everything's moving. You know, it's another law of the universe. Everything's always moving. Law of vibration. Everything always moving in some direction. Some say forward. Some say up. Some say down. I think it's moving in all direction at the same time. What's moving in all direction? That's a good question. What's moving? It's moving. What's everything's it? What's moving. It? You know, words are so funny. You know, <laughs> what is it? What's it? Let's imagine it to be the word shit. Shit is a funny word. I like that word. Because when something's bad, <laughs> we say shit, I lie. Yeah. When it's good, we say it's the shit. Yeah. But if someone says you're taking a shit, you're doing a shit. So that's three different things. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the same word. 
But depending how you use it, it means three different things. If someone says, you're giving me shit, it means you're taking a piss out of me. If someone says, um, I don't take shit, it means you can't take the piss out of me. But if, you know what I mean? Like, so everything's just relative, bro. So what is it? It is what? To you, it's, I don't know. To me, it's No, I'm not everything. saying what the word it is. I know what that is. That's a yeah, word. Yeah, I know. It refers saying, to something. I'm saying, what's, what's referring, what referring to? to? Like, you can't say. say the universe. But I'm saying it's everything. I'm referring to everything. Everything's moving in all directions. Everything's moving. I'm saying everything. But to you, you might say it's something else. Like, it might be the universe. It might be a universe for you. It might be God. I don't know what you want to call it. But I'm going to say it's everything. Everything's moving in all directions. Yeah, nothing actually is static, bro. Nothing static. Look at a tree in the wind. It's not moving in one direction. It's moving everywhere. Even without the wind, that tree is growing and... Up, down, left, right. Up and right. down, left, right. It maybe gets chopped off or maybe it just dies out or another one gets planted. Yeah, bro. It's always moving. It's always moving. And we are not exclusive. Like, we are, we are we're part not, of yeah, that. Yeah, we're not excluded from we're that. We're not excluded from that. We're, 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 we're part of it. So can we call it alone? We're now? also moving. Can we call it alone? Now? I don't know, because I... <laughs> You don't know because of what? Let's call it a law, no, man. No, 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 no. You just said everything's moving. Yeah. You just put everything in yeah. one bubble. Yeah, yeah. Everything. No, no, I'm saying. It's abiding by this law. Let me finish. I wasn't going to say <laughs> I don't know about the legitimacy of the or the truth of this law. Mm. I was saying, mm. how the hell did we get from the law of attraction yeah. and went all the way around and ended up in another law? Because that's the law of movement. Not just that vibration, one. action. There's another one. one like, hold on, hold on. A law of um, circular movement. Everything always back. In. <laughs> bro, the laws of the universe. I'm telling you, bro, it's legit stuff, man. I mean, I'm not a fucking scientist or anything, or someone who studied this stuff deeply. But fam, I can look around. I can analyze and cop and compartmentalize, bro. I've been given that faculty. My ancestors has developed it, so has yours, and they've passed it on to you. So we technically know everything that they knew, bro. It's within us. It's in syntric. In syntric information. You understand? It's, it's, it's ours. It's, it's, it's in your DNA. Like, we know this. If we actually think and look, we will know. You will feel it. But there's always a bit of doubt. But if you speak like we're speaking now, share ideas you will see that ultimately we all believe the same stuff we just call it different names and different things we have different terms for it but ultimately wait, wait. we all believe the same stuff ultimately bro law of oneness we're the same we're one at the core of core of every human being we are one through understanding and communication we can get to the bottom of that we can open up that realm of knowing why, bro, every, the, almost the whole planet believes in something. We've all got the faculty to believe. Almost the whole planet, almost every sane human being analyzes, compartmentalizes. We all have fear. We all feel love. We all care. We all hate. We all get, we all get angry. We all want to kill sometimes. But most of us don't kill. Most human beings has thought about killing someone. They've even fucking made songs about it, written it down, made books, movies about it, but we still don't do it. That means we must value something that we see. There must be this core understanding that, hold on, taking a life is wrong. Why is it really wrong? What makes it wrong? Is it just the fact that the law says it's wrong? Are we not killing because of the law? No, we, we probably... I think most of us, it depends on the context, bro. Because, for example, when you're at war, taking life, self defense, relativity. self self defense, you're taking, a, uh, you might take a life in defense of yourself. There's, um, uh, for example, um, a manslaughter. You accidentally ran someone over and killed them. That's manslaughter. That's manslaughter. I'm talking intentional. Okay, murder. Yeah, but the other murder. examples uh, apply to a murder, which show that even then, the culture or most cultures are still situation specific. Yeah, do you understand? No relativity. But if you were talking like, apart from these examples, yeah, that these we, rare we, examples, we, by yeah, the way, yeah, we, of course they're rare examples. But, um, bro, there's a guy called Voltaire. Yeah, what was his quote one time? He said something like, uh, "Murder is uh, murder is wrong, and we shall make it illegal 
Um, but in large groups and um, attacking an enemy or something with trumpets, um, we call it war. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm, I've, I've messed that up. I but, get the concept. But, I get the concept. But, but his point is that we say we're against murder, absolutely, unequivocally, but we still have, for example, some countries' death penalty, some countries go to war. So maybe you, maybe you defend yourself and you made that decision to murder. So there is an idea that no matter what, it's a liberal idea, that no matter what, we shouldn't kill even in self-defense, even as a punishment, even as war, mm-hmm. always peace, the pacifists, mm-hmm. the other Gandhis and that. Mm-hmm. But I get the point you were trying to make, that you're trying to make as a society, like more or less collectively, we feel intrinsically that murder is wrong. Why? Because we know that when I'm taking another life, that's exactly what can happen to me. 100% and I know wrong. what that would be like, or and how you, much I fear that. You have to remember, yeah. How horrible it would be, yeah. You have to remember, there's... There's for for every concept, there's always an opposite concept, equal and opposite concept. Why is that? I don't exactly know. One of the laws of the universe. And to be fair, I think it's because of balance. We need balance. On one side, you've got good, you've got bad, and the other side, it balances out. So when it comes to war, a large army on the battlefield actually killing and murdering. You might have 200 soldiers, 300 soldiers. Back in the Roman Empire, when they were going out to war, they had like maximum 500 soldiers marching. It wasn't like a million people marching going to war. And most of these men, they weren't there because they wanted to go out and kill and murder and brutalize other people. Most of these men were men who were convinced that they were doing the right thing. That's either kill or be killed. You understand? In that whole collective group of murderers, killers, soldiers, whatever you want to call them, bro, they all still know that what they're doing is wrong on some level, but they still do it regardless. How do you know it's that? It's not by the actions, it's about the know knowing. That? What about Hitler, bro? Do you think when he was, what he was doing, he said that this is, he deep inside, that he knew it was wrong? Listen. I don't think so, bro. I listen. Think you can get to a level that's the where thing. you actually feel justified that's that this is correct and yeah. you embrace it. And yeah, of course, of course. But he didn't think he was wrong. So I'm trying to show you. It's not about the actions, it's about the thinking. His actions might seem wrong to mm. to us because we we think we're we're, we're, we're we're liberal thinking people. Yeah, we think we're fair people. Mm. So we're going to think his actions are wrong. Mm. However, to him, he thought they were right. He thought they were correct. He thought what he was doing was the correct thing. Exactly. So he didn't have that instinct about that murder is wrong deep inside. The, bro, the instinct that murder is wrong deep inside was an example. I'm not saying this instinct is... How can I put it? I'm not saying it's 100% with everyone. Some people have mental disabilities or mental disparities where they can't think straight or they might believe something that literally isn't true. Exactly. So that technically could be Hitler. We can put him in that category. Yeah, we can yeah. say Hitler wasn't a sane person. Every sane person knows that killing is wrong, bro. We can't speak about the, the, the insane. The insane, they're outliers. Because we're not, you understand, they're literally outliers. They're examples of what you shouldn't really be doing. They're not, the collective. The collective insane group of people who Un- think consciously and are awake to reality. They punish uh, murder and they denounce it and they say exactly. It. We know it's wrong. We yeah, can't. We well, can't say Hitler's Hitler one person, bro. We can't make. We can't put Hitler at the head forefront of humanity. Hitler's one person. Exactly, but so I thought you meant every human being had it. That's what I was trying to find. Ev- Sorry, bro. Let me be more correct with my terminology. Every sane human being. I hope the audience will appreciate that little back and forth because it's brought us to a a more understand, understandable point. Yeah, every sane human being, I believe every sane human being understands on a core level that taking life, any life, even life of an animal is wrong. Every sane human being who are consciously thinking, you got to remember this, not everyone is consciously thinking. The majority of people are programmed and their thoughts are on a program that they're they're trapped and stuck and it's hard to escape because that's our reality. But every conscious human being understands on a core level that killing anything is wrong. 
you're a conscious human being. Well, how do you feel about that? I personally agree that murder is wrong. and But I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. So that means I don't know if it's intrinsic in me that it's wrong. Because remember, we've got a dark side to us as well that gets very angry and it's like the brutal beast within it's like that kind of anger violent aggressive energy you get when you're in a fight for example mm -hmm. where you're just unleashing yourself on someone or be like you know that hardness the hardness of spirit bro yeah 100%. activates a lot but so so but on a moral level yeah if we say we are not if we're not being subjected to that anger yeah and enslaved to that anger and having control over it then we can say yeah i've overcome the animal side of me mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm gonna be a human being and a human being is about cooperation not about destruction 100% and uh, with that anger and um, that dark side of us the dark side is important the dark side is very important there's an idea of transmutation alchemy turning something um, less than into something more than like turning sand into glass or turning raw gold into a gold chain. It's alchemy, you understand? We can also apply alchemy to the mind. We can apply it to our reality. We can apply it to our emotions. We can turn anger into a fucking hour and a half gym workout. You can turn anger into an 18 hour shift. Or you could be a person who is always angry and then the anger you realise that gave you was destroying your world and caused you so many complications and difficulties and punishments through, I don't know, getting arrested or getting into a fight that went wrong or just feeling it, basically getting that reaction back, yeah, that energy back. Mm -hmm. Then in that situation, you may learn your lesson. There we go. Then you begin to tame the anger and mm -hmm. control it and mm -hmm. smoothen it out and ride it and let it stream down a different valley if exactly. that makes sense exactly before it was streaming down this treacherous valley that's full of snakes and reptiles and mm. tigers and mm. fire and death mm. Mm. chaos chaos and swerve nicely veered the boat into the mm. other stream the other stream being wow look how much more powerful I am here trust me look trust what me. I'm capable of Mm -hmm. You have more control in that that down that stream because it's a clear stream. So, so what you're saying is basically learn to control the anger. Yes, but I'm making the point the more generally, and I'm and and the anger is an example of more generally. Yeah, the beast. All the beast, the dark shadow, any sort of excessively chaotic emotion or action that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can tame that, of course, and control it. That's you ultimately see, and transmutate it as you said and sublimate it, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. ultimately the the journey that we're on. We're on yeah. a journey as human beings. You can look at it on all sorts of different levels. As human beings, we're on a journey yeah. of transmutation. We turn wood into furniture. We turn iron ore into flipping all sorts of things. You and know then, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true, bro. And we, what was your your original point? I don't think I don't think we are really making any points right now. I think we just explain all kind of different ideas. No, 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 no. You're, you're, I'm saying <laughs> not, not not original point. Like something I mean, I mean like something you said earlier yeah. was that the law of alchemy and things are always so. This situation now where we control and change in anger into yeah, yeah. something positive or changing wood into something else. Yeah, alchemy. And alchemy. Yeah. Um, everything is changing into something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad these laws are crazy laws are crazy 12 these, laws of the universe these, guys. yeah these laws actually bring me on to so many different points isn't yeah, it but the thing is though all of that just came from law, law number 7 so <laughs> so I, I'm starting to think that hold on each law is so so dense. We didn't really dissect the other ones like we did with this one. Well, we did. We the law of attraction. It all links back, bro. It all links back. All correspondence, bro. Yeah, it's a law of yeah, correspondence. Yeah, yeah, law of yeah. oneness, bro. Yeah, but I feel like if we go through all the points with this much level of detail and discussion, yeah. investigation, yeah. we're going to be here for like six hours, bro. Be here for eternity. So, 
we can relate all these I things make back sure to the Lord. We, we, I, yeah, but that's why now I'm, I'm <laughs> conscious of time and I want to actually make sure I squeeze in yeah. uh, something that I came across um, the other day. Go on. Uh, it's like a book of quotes by a guy called Terence McKenna. Yeah, who, who has anyone who's not heard of him is like a, I don't know how do you describe him. He's like an ethnobotanist, a philosopher, or something like that. Academic, basically. He's got lectures on YouTube you can watch. Uh, I think he died in like twenty years ago or something, and he wrote some books as well. He came up with the idea about a food of the gods, that he said that human intellect and and cognizance, uh, cognitive ability only came about in evolution and parallel to the discovery of mushrooms. Oh my God. That sounds like the Stone Ape Theory. Oh, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Food of the Gods is the name of the book, but the Stone Ape the Theory is within that book. Yeah. He's trying to, say that, McKenna, he's yeah, trying to yeah. say that the mushroom is the food of the God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I strongly believe that, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, no, anyway, go uh, on, carry on, carry on. But, but listen, so uh, no, that's just, I was just giving like an introduction to who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this book is like a... Um, a quotes by him and i've got i've selected a few quotes here that are quite relevant to the stuff we've been discussing mm-hmm. and so i'm going to go through a, a few of them he he once said our destiny is to become what we think to have our thoughts become our bodies and our bodies become our thoughts mm. <sighs> bro like that's <laughs> so profound literally like like, like the whole conversation, we probably like half an hour of conversation has been distilled into a sentence. Literally. That's why quotes are so important. That's why it's so important to compartmentalize things, bro. It's very yeah. important yeah, yeah, to simplify yeah. things, bro. Yeah. Because look at that. We've simplified, what, 15, 20 minutes of speaking into one quote that we can relate back to everything we just spoke about. That's the, basically the essence of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's beautiful, bro. Yeah, and then the essence, power of demon mind. The essence of this would be something else, but you're saying it all goes back to one essence. Yeah, back to the the first law, the one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this is a mad. This is a madness. It's absolute madness. <laughs> the universe is a flipping madness, bro. Yeah. Whatever this is that we're living in, going through, it's an absolute bizarre. Listen, this is what he also said. The world which we perceive is a tiny fraction of the world which we can perceive. Wow. Um, which is a tiny fraction of the perceivable world. Wow. So imagine how ginormous. There needs to be another word on top of ginormous because I, I can perceive ginormous. So imagine what it actually is. It's only a tiny fraction. It's only a tiny <laughs> Which then that's a tiny fraction tiny of fraction something of, else, <laughs> and that's just just, just the perceivable world. It's crazy, it's just what you bro. Because you got to remember, there's all sorts of different radiation. Yeah, we only see visible light. There's gamma rays, there's X-rays. I mean, snakes they see in ultraviolet. Is it ultraviolet? They see in a whole different reality, bro. They can't even see colors. Dogs can't even see colors. They see black and white, but their nose are so strong that they create a different mental picture. So imagine the world that they're living in. I had a I had a um interesting fact. Dogs can tell more about another dog just by smelling the, their urine. They can tell more than we can tell for a whole flipping biological um 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 lab test, basically. But well, that doesn't require their perception, though. It requires a smell, but they that means they perceive things differently. Of course, that 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 that's all about perception, bro. They perceive the reality. So it's different. not just the color. That they see differently. It's they smell differently. Things. Yeah, they create a different mental picture. So their reality, what they experience is completely yeah. different to what we see. They only see black and white and they mainly rely on smell. So imagine what their the mental image is of reality. It's going to be different to us. That's Completely sure. different picture. Oh, we just think these are just dumb animals and they don't know anything. And they're just, nah, oh, bro, bro, they're actually experiencing the world just like you. Of course they are, bro. Why would they want to go for a walk? I saw a flipping clip on Instagram the other day, yeah? This, uh, oh, woman. sorry, sorry, hold on. Uh, uh, well, I, I didn't mean um, ex- experiencing the world exactly like you, but also having an experience of the world. Yeah. And, and, yeah, sorry, but go on the YouTube video thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was an Instagram video. Yeah. This woman taught her dog how to speak. Not speak verbally, but... So she had these uh, little buttons, yeah? And each button had a different word. Like, for example, uh, walkies, thank you, um, food, treat... And the dog, depending on what the dog wanted to do, would go to the buttons and press the button, bro. 
like he will go to treat press treat and then go to the food bowl and wait for the treat or she would get the, the dog would get the treat and go back to the buttons and press thank you or press walkies or press um i help or like bro it was so phenomenal i couldn't believe what i was seeing wow. so essentially this dog learned and understood the human language cross species the fact that two species can cohabitate what does that show you that ultimately we have some core connections bro the fact they can teach an animal to do x and do y do z there must be some level of connection beyond the language of course it's, no it's a form of language like it's not beyond it's verbal not, it's language not, should not, i say yeah yeah, yeah. no nah, like bro like you know when these birds or whatever animal are like whatever mooing or twittering or whatever yeah, they yeah. do yeah their specific noise communicating 100 isn't that a kind of a language it is a language yeah it's just more it's just that our language is more sophisticated you can we say. think it is no, we no, think it is. No, 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 Do you know no. why I say? I, I mean sophistication in terms of the intricacies and how complex it is, bro. That's we I mean. say that, but I don't believe so. Because the whole point of communicating is to paint the same picture. We communicate to have the same idea, to understand the same thing in the middle. Do you understand? That's the whole point of communicating, to understand. In the human language, yeah, or languages, bro, there's so much miscommunication. There is so much miscommunication. The way you understand a word, the way I understand it, the way I understand it could be different. The way you, your perception is completely different to mind. So words and our effective communication, I'm using air quotes, our effective communication, yeah? Bro, it's not as effective as I think it is. A dog, for example, smelling another dog's urine and knowing everything in a millisecond about the dog's health, menstrual cycle, is this dog on heat? Is this dog pregnant? Is this dog having um, intercourse for another animal? Another, I mean, another dog. They can tell that just by sniffing urine, bro, in a second. How long would it take you and a female to have that conversation and get to that same understanding? It might never even happen. That's why animals get along so well if they're from the same family or species. Because they have a better understanding of each other. Yeah. So we we so we think we're so sophisticated, but what I really believe is the human mind has the ability to overcomplicate things. You can see it all around us. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. I agree with that. We do complicate things a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, so another quote by um, Terence McKenna is: um, "We spoke about the ego, I think last time, and here's what he's got to say." Um, ego is the is a structure that is erected by a neurotic individual who is a member of a neurotic culture against the facts of the matter. And culture, which we put on like an overcoat, is the collectivized consensus about what sort of neurotic behaviors are acceptable. It's mm. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> That's why culture differs so much globally. Yeah. I mean, in in yeah. Cinco de Mayo over there, isn't it? Huh? Cinco, Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. Who's that? Who's that? It was like a holiday in Mexico, holiday of death. They're celebrating death, celebrating members of the family who's passed away. It's like a day where everyone wears like like ghost costumes. They wear paint their face black and white skulls on their faces, etc. Like they're celebrating death. That will never be a holiday in the UK. It's funny, isn't it? Culture. So, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> he's saying that the culture is a consensus about what behavior is acceptable. Yeah. That behavior you just described would not be acceptable in, in the UK. In the UK, for it example. Wouldn't, yeah. They think it's weird. Well, there's things here that we do that they wouldn't find acceptable exactly. over there. <laughs> so, like, if you agree with, for example, if you live in the UK and you agree with what's acceptable completely and you disagree with what's unacceptable completely, you are a, simply a mirror image or a just a total reflection of that culture, of that and, culture. Nothing, and not you you're part of that culture you're part of the culture but you also have you lose you, your individuality yeah yeah you're no longer an individual mm. because you sort of shifted your ideas and your thinking to uh, the group the group yeah but that is a survival mechanism 
It is. It's it is. a survival mechanism. But that's, we've gone past that now. I'm trying to say we we've evolved to, past yeah. simply agreeing to anything and everything we hear just to eat and be a part of a team. I mean, we've, we've passed that. Yeah, we have. No, I'm saying we've passed the need to have consensus in order to ensure our survival. We no longer have to do that. So, but we're still doing consensus a lot of the time. No, so, we, we still do it, but I don't think we've fully passed the need for consensus. I don't think we have fully passed the need because we still need to agree on certain things in order to have a, a functioning society, bro. We all need to agree on certain things. Bro, but most, how? A lot of people in society disagree and they're still functional. Bro, if there's more disagreement than agreement, there'd be less functionality in society. We wouldn't have a functioning society. We need to have more agreement than disagreement, bro. We need to have at least, if there's 10 people, we need to have six for the law to be passed or for the law to be dashed in the bin. We need majority on the agreeable, agreeable side, bro. No, but bro, um, I meant like certain types of behaviours, like you said about the death thing in Mexico. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just law-based or what democracy goes through. It could be about your la- local neighbourhood. Yeah. Culture is not just, for example, the borders of the recognized country. No, nah, no, nah, of course in. not. It goes, it goes into yeah, more smaller yeah, detail. Yeah, into like, down to even the food that you eat on a certain day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it goes down so, to smaller so details. It goes down to a lot is the way you dress. There's so many different things. The way things, you walk, bro. the way you talk. You can't tell me that if I was born like 8,000 years ago, I would still think that slim jeans are acceptable and boot cuts are You wouldn't be wearing jeans. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying to you is that that what instigates that thought yeah is there regardless 100 like, percent. do you get what i'm saying 100%. So, so so i learned this thought even if they whether they were genes or not that down there yeah, yeah you learned this thought this behavior i learned this behavior of wearing jeans seeing what's around me yeah of course by analyzing the environment by analyzing the environment we needed that for survival yeah we still need it on very basic things like hey let's not kill each other that's the Top, top stuff. But here we're talking about behaviours. For example, the way we communicate, eye contact, body language, specific words that you say when you enter a room. Yeah, um, but we still need to agree on these things, bro. We need to agree on mannerism, bro. We need to be agreeable, bro, on all micro level. We need to agree. But if you go to China, you try to shake someone's hand, for example. Yeah. That's different there. Agreement is different there. So when you go there, you learn the agreement in order to be a part of the society and a part of their culture, you follow the agreements, bro. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like that culture, mm. guaranteedly, there'll be a culture in the world that you can go and be a part of. Yeah. So we need to have these ecosystems of people who agree on the same things. We mm. need that. I think it's, mm. it's very important and fundamental for any civilization to move forward, any town to move forward. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. You do move you do lose individuality. Of course you do. But I mean, you can practice individuality in private. <laughs> no, but have your own time. Yeah, yeah, of course. But bro, like the stuff you thought, the the, the stuff you think about, the ideas you you have in your brain that you come across or that you know about, they kinda influence your life on a very deep level, bro. Of course. You they understand? Do. So what this guy is trying to say, Terence McKenna, I guess, on another quote, he's referring to liberation. There is no liberation to compare with freeing oneself from the illusions and delusions of the age in which one lives. For example, the Greeks might have thought something else. We might say homosexuality is acceptable, and most people agree that. Not the ones that don't, they don't agree. The ones that agree, see, um, which is the majority, see that it's acceptable. Maybe in another era, in another culture, another side of the world, it's unacceptable. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, when you're, you have to realize you were born in a specific time and place. You should not allow yourself to be someone who simply accepts the dogma and the prevailing ideas and ways of thinking that are specific to that time and place. Even though you are also specific to that time and place, you can transcend it. And the way to transcend it is to look at it as objectively as possible and see variations, see nuances and know that there's some things that you just don't want or need or or think in, in your life and it maybe it's impacting your decision making or not allowing you to self-actualize. 100% bro. Understand? But the thing is there's only so much, there's only so far you can go. Do you know what I mean with that? From my understanding anyway. Because it's like 
yeah, cool. I live in a time and a place where it's culturally acceptable to, I don't know, wear skinny jeans. For example, if you're a guy. In the 90s, it wasn't. But fast forward 30 years, it's, it's perfectly acceptable. It doesn't mean I have to wear skinny jeans if I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? That's something basic. But let's say, for example, something more advanced, like I believe that I'm a fucking alien. Now, I can't really get up and start painting my face green and start wearing ears and this and that. No, let me give you an example that's going to drive You know what I mean? Let it's me culturally, it's, not, it's not about culture at that point. It's about looking like a fucking madman. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm trying to this is not about culture anyway. It's about liberate. Okay, you can connect it to culture because, but even cultures can have illusions, bro. Let me give you an example of one. Ego. Ego's an illusion, no? Yeah. And that's something in an illusion in a culture. So it's possible for there to be an illusion that goes so deep that tricks everyone for a particular time and place. Because I'm 100%. Sure, because I'm, I'm sure there's been other societies or people who lived in history or who may live in the future who don't have this conception, who don't recognize something called the self. Like the Jamaican you told me last time, I and I. Mm. Like, that's in speech. But this brings on me, this brings me on to the subjective experience thing, which is what Terence McKenna said: is science does not deal with subjective experience. Well, that's too bad because that's all any of us ever have. Hundred percent, and it's true. It's so true. we ever have. We it's can't. True. I can't see from your point of view. Yeah, like you can show me a study mm-hmm. um, or a research to back up your point and say, look, my argument is correct based on this research that was um, attained through scientific uh, methods. But I did not subjectively experience the the experimentation playing out. And I can't because there's too many variables or or things that will corrupt my understanding of the situation. He sees it from a different eye. I have to be there all the time. I may have missed something. Like, I can't understand it subjectively. Uh-huh. 100% not. Do, do, do you understand? Like, even if he's got the research right there, I've not understood it subjectively. But I only have a subjective experience. Uh-huh. And you showing me the re- research report within the context of me having a conversation with you from my subjective experience, yeah, is different to me actually being there and subjecting myself to what was going down in the research and the experimentation. And that would obviously be absolutely foolish to do, yeah? But I think ultimately so the most important thing is coming to the conclusion. The most important thing fundamentally for me is having the conclusion. So whether the scientist done the experiment and came to the conclusion or I done it as long as that in that information and that experiment is backed up by actual physical data testable data repeatable data then I don't really think it matters if I experienced the experiment or not that's what I'm saying but you're receiving this information about the data because it's being presented to you yeah, maybe other people also agree that this data is legitimate. Yeah. But bro, again, data is perceived subjectively. Yeah, of course. Science doesn't solve that. Yeah. Like, there's still people, there's still scientists out there, <laughs> yeah, there's still scientists out there who don't, have come, have not jumped on the uh, ship of the climate change thing. Yeah, of course. That's why they, they say 95% or 90% consensus. Because the data why, they receive look at it differently. Why did it, yeah, why does the minority exist? If that data was truly, truly the truth, yeah, and plain old obvious, then there would be no disagreement about yeah, it. Yeah, because everything's relative. Yeah, so subjectively, it cannot be proven. You know, it's mad. A lot, there's, there's 12 laws of the universe here, yeah, and there's nothing that speaks about truth. Don't you think that's weird? And the human mind and the human race and the humans in general, one thing we focus so much on is truth. Like that's, we what look, si- that's what science is for, is for yeah, truth. Yeah, we look so much on what we call, what we call truth. Because truth to us, once again, is just a perception of being a human being. So what's the point of doing science then if it's all perception from subjective experience? Because we like to know, innit? We like to think we know, at least. It's like food for the brain. We like to think we know. How good does it feel when you know something new? Or you think you know something new? Or you find out something new? You feel, you feel so good. Serotonin gets released. 
It's not just for that though. Like, there's different forms of knowledge, bro. There's practical knowledge, the knowledge that helps you to ultimately any knowledge and build an airplane. Any knowledge that, yeah, ultimately all knowledge has the same effect. I mean, once again, once again, that's the compartmentalizing of the human brain, separating the knowledge into physical knowledge, spiritual knowledge, mechanical knowledge. Like, ultimately, it's just knowledge, understanding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's interesting, you know, sight like um, different forms of knowledge, different perceptions, bro. It's like a lot of this stuff just goes back to the laws of the universe. <laughs> it's almost everything goes back to it. Yeah. And all of this conversation, bro, and we've only gone through one law. It's I crazy. think we might have to make this into a 12 episode thing. A 12 episode. No, no Pepsi, no, no I, I, Cola. I, actually, actually, I wouldn't go back on the old ones, but. Let's carry on as we're going. I'd carry on, probably do one for each or something. I'd just say we do what we're doing, just keep it natural. Because once again, yo, these podcasts are not planned. There's no script. We literally come here, well, I smoked a spliff and we freestyled it. Did that rhyme? That rhymed a little bit, LA. I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. It sounded like it rhymed. I don't know. Mm. I'm not a rapper. But anyway, yeah, these, these are not planned. They're just, mm. you get me? So I say we just carry on in the same fashion. If we go through two yeah. or three, we go through two or three. If we go through one, we go through yeah, one. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, right? yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So anyway, we'll wrap it up here. If anyone made it all this far, thank you very much uh, for listening. Yes, uh, sir. Listen, um, at this stage, there's probably only like 10 or 20, 30 people listening, yeah? And, well, thank you, guys. And, and thank the, you for and, listening. And these people, yeah? please like you're the seeds that will grow one day grow into a tree <laughs> and i would love to be a tree yeah mm-hmm. so 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 my, me being the seed plant me plant mm-hmm. me like a ganja farmer, ganja farmer. Plant me. Or, or we can look at it the other way around these are our seeds these fair people are our seeds you lot you oh, lot could Murray, be the our per- seeds the perception the perception thing. perception isn't it? it's crazy you, you can't escape from it can't bro. escape it yeah. so you lot you're the seeds. We're gonna plant you guys. Well, you've been planted. We're gonna try water you guys and give you some sunshine, and yeah. hopefully you lot will grow. Definitely, we wish you'll grow too. Definitely, yeah. So give or take, balance. You water us, we water you. Alright? Yeah, hundred percent. Balance, Yaga. Hundred percent. So yeah, if you could like the um, the ep- the episode, the podcast, if you could follow it, if you could share it, um, and the social media as well handles will be in the description. If you want to contact me, it's um, triptyreality at gmail.com. Website, triptyreality.com. Um, check it out. I'm starting to write some articles on there. I provide a reading list. There's um, episodes also on there. So uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And uh, until next time, take care. Take care.